And now, back to David Spada and Elliot Harris for more sports and torts on TalkZone.com. Elliot, how about those news about the Bears today with Sam Hurd, the wide receiver? And making news off the field. With the alleged distribution of drugs. And we're not talking small time, a little here, a little there, are we? We're talking kilos and kilos. and Five to ten kilograms of coke and 480 kilograms of marijuana. He met an agent at a restaurant Wednesday and walked out with the package and was arrested. That's funny. I'm like, what? what is wrong with these guys? It's It, it boggles the mind because... I think you tend to approach things fairly rationally, as do I on occasion. And you go, guys, making a decent living as an NFL player. Granted, it, it's not going to last the rest of his life. But what says to you, you know what I'd like to do after I'm done with football that I probably should start my career in? Drug dealing. Well, look, listen to this. He agreed to a three-year deal on July 29th, the day after authorities seized $88,000 in cash from a vehicle he owned in the Dallas area. You know, I, it boggles the mind, one, why he would get involved in that, and also, two, how he could pass through Bears security, how nobody in the Bears or the NFL would be aware of what's going on because the NFL is – very concerned about its image, and certainly having a, one of its players as a major drug dealer does not enhance its image. And they have all sorts of, you know, FBI-type folks in their security division and say, okay, Bears, go ahead and sign this guy. He's a, he'll help your team. Yeah, they did a great background check on this guy. S- some Somebody messed up, and it may be more than one somebody, uh, maybe from not only the Bears' standpoint but from the league standpoint, Somebody goofed up big time. I mean, I I don't know how. This isn't like okay, here here's a little a little bag of white powder. Here's a little bag of weed. Not that I'm excusing that sort of behavior, but this is major drug dealer we're talking about. You know, this this is a sort of thing that you know the Columbia Cartel and folks like that. Yeah, he did the big deals, Sam's. He had an associate do the smaller deals. That's what he was telling the Fed allegedly. I'm, it makes the Bears have got to be sitting there going, "What are we doing? Cut this guy today, cut ties with him." I mean, the guy was a, what a four-string receiver. They don't need this. Even if he, you know, even if he was your best player, and you had enough evidence that says this guy's a big-time drug dealer, I don't know that you could afford to keep him on your roster. It, the the NFL is very concerned about its image, as it should be, and they have enough trouble off the field with enough players that you you really need a, a big-time drug dealer as as one of the parts of uh, any team? I the guy's a so. Northern Illinois graduate. He went to college. Here. He's a local guy. So, you know, th- that's where he uh, got into the business? I don't know. I mean, you know, ma- Like you said, how much money do you need? You're making a good living as an well, NFL well, player. the answer is more. If, if you're making X amount of dollars, you want to make X plus – Five dollars more, ten dollars more, a hundred dollars more, a hundred thousand dollars more. I think uh, the report was his making like a hundred and fifty thousand dollars a week uh, selling drugs. You know, and I'm sure that's not put on his tax form either. 
You don't think he's declaring all that money? I'm just guessing that probably not. Uh, is, is there a line on uh, your 1040 that uh, says profits from drug, drug dealing? Profits from illegal activity. Right, right. You know, it, it's it's one thing to gamble your money away and have all the betting slips that show that you lost. I don't think you can quite do that with the cocaine and marijuana. No, it's, I mean, it's, I mean, the NFL, if other players are involved, this could really give the NFL a black eye here because, I mean, they're always worried about gambling, gambling, gambling with the players. This could be even worse. Well, you know, and once you add drugs in, into that equation, then maybe somehow it impacts their ability to play. Their ability to play. You know, other players uh, you supply for, maybe it affects their performance one way or the other. You know, hey, if you fumble a ball, if you drop a pass, if you miss a tackle, you know, there's, there's all sorts of possibilities. I mean, these guys, I mean, they just... You're not speechless, are you? I'm looking at this. I'm, thinking <laughs> <You> go, <"Hi."> <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. It, it makes no sense. No, it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever here. I mean, this whole season's made no sense to me, this yeah, whole but, bear season. But th- this Our is... line's bad, our line's good, our line's bad, our quarterback's a stud... Our quarterback's not doing it. Uh, 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 quarterback's all... a dud. But th- this goes beyond the on-field performance for the Bears. I, I won't say that it overshadows the it, Bears on Sundays. It takes the heat off Marion Barber not talking to the media. It takes the heat off one's color coming back. Is he going to be back for Christmas? <laughs> Is Forte coming back this week, next week? It's just a. It's just basically everything is to be focused on this now. Well, was he using Halas Hall to distribute out of? Who knows? I've, logic, common sense, rational thought says no, but I don't know that rational thought is a part of this equation either. It's just, uh, I don't know, mind-boggling doesn't, I think, begin to describe the situation. We'll, we'll, ha- we'll have to see how it all plays out. What was it, a 1,000 pounds a week, it says here, of marijuana? F- five, five to ten kilos of coke? Per week, I, and a thousand pounds of marijuana per week. That'll, Where is he? That, that'll keep you high for a while, I will assume. Not, not using either substance, but you know, it's not small time. I mean, it's like okay, th- this guy's a major player in in the world of drugs. Not a major player in the world of the NFL. This guy always had problems with his hands, though. I heard holding on to the ball. <laughs> Well, I don't think he, he dropped the ball here. He he was able to hold on. Maybe he needed a kilo size football, or a five kilo size football, or, or I, you know, it it it's tough to get inside the mind of somebody who goes into the wonderful world of big time drug dealing. Uh, you know, easy money. I. I suppose it is if you know the right people and you get in with the right crowd or the wrong crowd, you know, as the case may be. But I don't know what would make somebody predisposed to thinking this is a good career opportunity. There's there's something about the wiring to somebody's brain that got short-circuited to go into being a drug dealer. It just... You're not doing society any great good. On the, you know, you're doing a great harm. You're you're getting people hooked 
on stuff that's bad for them. And, yeah, okay, you make a lot of money, but at the, at the end of the day, what do you have? If you're in herd shoes... A lot of time in prison. You got if it. If you're guilty. You got it. Okay, look at the news. It's been Syracuse child abuse, Penn State child abuse, drugs, and then you got... Go up to Milwaukee with Ryan Braun, the MVP here. All of a sudden, he's got too much testosterone. And it, it's supposedly not performance-enhancing drugs. It, it's a banned substance. It's like... The numbers are off the charts. I've never seen a test this high, and then they're saying right. it's a technicality. Well, so I saw... I can't remember uh, where I saw it, but it's, he had enough testosterone that, that to have that much, he would have needed six testicles. Which, you know, maybe he's an alien. Maybe that's the norm on another planet in another galaxy or something. But Was it on poppy seed bagels? Cause I, the false, false I, you positive? Know, he, he could have been ingesting an inordinate amount of poppy seed bagels. And I, that, that's always a possibility. Because he's the Hebrew hammer. And although now I've heard that's been changed to the Jewish juicer. <laughs> but, again... These athletes don't think that they're going to get caught, whether it's performance-enhancing drugs, banned substances, dealing drugs. Gift baskets for their girlfriends. or <laughs> Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter. You hook up with Derek Jeter, and you get this lovely parting gift, a gift basket with some autographed memorabilia. What did you get, a ball, a jersey? I, I don't know. I never got one. Did you? <laughs> no. When you when the girls leave the studio, you give them a gift basket, don't you? No. We, we, when the young women come into the studio, we give them a sports and torts cap. And if we remember, we give them one of those little uh, bracelet-type thingies. Got it you, you somewhere. Got, you got one on? Got okay. one on. If you oh. want to send us an email, we'll send one on. I think I got a couple thousand. A lovely black and red. Looks like bulls colors. Look at that. Very impressive. They don't get the he beads or she beads yet? Not yet. We don't, we'll have to sign them on as a, a big-time advertiser. But, no, I'm, you listen to this stuff. It, I mean, the world, you go, life is crazy enough, and then we just get an extra heaping of cr- more craziness. You know, Ryan Braun. Is that paying for sex if you give an autograph baseball? That's an excellent. You're the lawyer. You tell me if if you sell the if you sell the autographed baseball, then is it paying for sex? I don't know. It, I heard this story and I'm like, what what is going on? My, here? I want to know how much stuff did Minka Kelly walk away with because she was with him for a long time. They were engaged, right? Yeah, they were engaged. She get a. I'm assuming she kept the ring. If he gave her a ring, yeah, but baseball. you know anybody can have a ring, but an autographed Derek Dieter <laughs> jersey, not everybody can have one of those. So what was the story? He would they would go out the back service. You're asking elevator. me, I like I re- was like I was there. <laughs> I haven't read the whole thing, but I heard somewhere that they go down the back um, service elevator. Go the basket be waiting. Talk in the about limo. service, <laughs> service with a smile. <laughs> then there'd be a limo driver waiting with the basket in the limo. That's nice, you know. It. I'm not aware of other athletes uh, gifting of romantic liaisons. So. You know, maybe Derek, a kid from Kalamazoo, Michigan, even though he's been in New York a long time, maybe comes back to his Midwestern roots and his Midwestern sensibilities and a certain degree of decorum. Then again, maybe it's just pure ego. And here, did he put notches in his bedpost? Did he have bedposts? When I was a little, there was one player you put notches in his bedpost after every conquest. Notches or nachos? <laughs> 
I said, what is this, the old West here? You're putting notches in your uh, in gun? Your, in your gu- on your belt? On your belt. It's a, No, it's a game for them. It's a game. I'm How sure many, it is. Like Will Chamberlain. Who knows if the number of girls were 20, true or not? 20,000, give or take a few thousand. But when you covered the teams, you go out there, how many girls are waiting for these athletes after the game or at a hotels? Oh, you know, it, it It was almost as if the women were fishermen and the players were fish, and they would try to hook one of them. And, you know, there are... Baseball annies have been around forever and groupies and all that stuff, whether it's sports, music, other endeavors of entertainment. They're out there, you know, with, they want to make a connection, even if it's uh, a one night stand or a one hour stand or a three minute stand. It, it's fairly prevalent. It, it may be a little more uh, subtle nowadays, you know. Of course, you can go back to the Michael Jordan days when Michael would designate somebody to go out and, you know, tell some young woman Michael Jordan would like to see you. But, you know, those stories are numerous and I have no idea about the veracity of any of that stuff, but it seems reasonable. I've, I've heard from people who were uh, around in in the day back in the day, so I, you know, women and athletes hooking up it, it's not unusual. The smartest ones are the ones that don't get married, like Jeter. I mean, you don't have to worry about infidelity, right? You know, it always makes you wonder. Okay, a guy gets married three, four, five years into his career, and he's got another five, ten years, and he doesn't change his behavior. It's like. Why'd you get married? You know, is, I, maybe it was love. Maybe it was lust. Maybe it seemed like a good idea at the time. Maybe good for taxes, right? Exactly. Well, I mean, the basketball players can't get into trouble this year. They're going to be playing so many games. They should be tired. You know, there's tired and then there's tired, I think. There's basketball tired and then a, a, a pretty woman comes along. Maybe you get re-energized. Isn't that what Red Bull's for and all those uh, high-energy drinks? I don't know. So you said you uh, saw the Bulls' trophies in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, they all six or only all a six. They they had a uh, an event at Dick's Sporting Goods in Niles, Illinois. Benny the Bull was there. They were giving twenty uh, students at Chicago Bulls College Prep hundred-dollar gift cards. And, uh, Any players out there or just betting the bull? They, no, they had players. They had uh, Taj Gibson, C.J. Watson, John Lucas III, and the rookie Jimmy Butler. Bill Wennington was there. Chuck Swirsky was there. Uh, it, it was a nice event, although I don't know how far a $100 gift card goes at a store these days. A jersey's more than $100. I was going to say, you look at some of that stuff, it's a little pricey. But uh, And then a couple of the players kicked in when uh, the kids went over their credit card limits, which was very nice. Oh. Are you going to say what players they didn't want you to say? It was, uh, I think it was Taj and uh, C.J. Watson, if I remember correctly. And I, maybe the others did as well. I don't know. But uh, Speaking of Bulls players, Rip Hamilton, does that appeal to you now that uh, they got somebody who can put the ball in the basket at least? He's got to be better than Bogans or Corver were last year. Is Corver still on the team? 
I don't know who's still on the team. Because they're saying he did take Corver's spot. I'm going, I thought Corver was still on the team. Unless they caught him and I missed something. Well, but he had a couple-year contract. You know, it looked like a good signing at the time, and he did hit some big baskets last season. He, you expect every shot that Kyle Corver takes to go in, and that's just not the nature of basketball, especially when you're shooting from three-point range. Uh, they said Hamilton keeps himself in phenomenal shape. He can run the court. He can run the court. He can get open, which is it, crucial. So yeah. Rose can drive. And Rose is working on his fadeaway. He wants to be like Michael Jordan here, not get pounded in the lane every time. I don't blame him. You know, Michael was a lot bigger than uh, Derek is. So anything Derek can do to enhance his game to take uh, a little bit of the abuse away will benefit him in the long run, may benefit the Bulls in the short run as well. It'll, it'll be interesting to see what a 66-game season looks like and plays out like and how that uh, – I don't want to hear him complain. Like Jerry West said, they played those. They back, played three of back them. Back to back to back? They played three of those back to back to backs, and they won all nine games. I don't see any team doing that this year in the NBA. Well, and, and that's where coaching and general managing comes into play. You want to have a team that, okay, Brian Scalabrini, you're going to get, you're going to get some playing time during the course of this season and not just in a blowout game. People like that, you need to develop a deep bench. But then he's got to give up his best seat in the house. Not only is it the best seat in the house, he gets paid to watch. But Why not. does he want to get in there? It's like being a backup quarterback in the NFL. You don't want to go in there. Nah. Well, Scalabrini was fairly decent at Boston, and I think he does have some skills, although he didn't get into the postseason last year. I'm not sure. He's our Jack Haley, isn't he? Or he's better than Jack Haley? I think he's probably a little better than Jack Haley. You know, He certainly is a better shooter than Jack Haley. So we'll we'll see. I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting, and uh, Christmas Day is when it all starts. Elliot, it was an interesting show that you and I got to talk a lot. There you go. I don't know if anybody wants to listen to you or me, but they got to hear Marilyn Garcia, excellent, giving us what's going on in Penn State, Syracuse. And again, uh, stay tuned again next week. I'm David Spear with Elliot Harris. I want to thank our producer, Jerry Renzi, and our song guy, Dave Olson, and thanks for listening.